in episode three, I will be reading to you my introduction. So here we go. My introduction is called Your New Relationship Status. Until I got married, I can honestly confess that I didn't understand how relationships worked. I thought I did because I had plenty of them growing up. However, the range of intimacy and value with each one varied completely by how much of myself I was willing to give. For a select few of my best friends, including my husband, I was willing to give more time, money, and even resources to make it work. For other people, I was only willing to connect on a surface level. As I grew in my faith and was newly married, I started to understand more of my social-emotional DNA. To me, this meant I was growing more and more aware of how I acted and reacted emotionally in social situations. The final conclusion was that I was a highly sensitive, vulnerable person. It was difficult for me to trust other people because I had been hurt by many people in my past. I never dealt with it or acknowledged it. I always kept myself busy enough to move on. If I wanted to grow in a real relationship with another person, it became increasingly obvious that I would have to deal with some of those past issues and figure out what triggered my strong emotions. These are the things I learned about myself through the process. Number one, I realized I had an anger problem and was quick-tempered. I've been around a lot of people groups my whole life and constantly felt like an outsider. So when people would hurt or offend me, I would just bottle it up inside until I couldn't take it anymore. Eventually, I would blow up on the other person. That was the usual rhythm in my life until I got married. That doesn't work with a spouse. Within a few weeks, we were sitting across our pastor's desk for marital counseling. After we discussed some issues, our pastor handed me a book on anger management. Number two, I had to deal with the motives behind my ambitions. I was always a high achiever from grade school to college. Once it gave me attention from other people, especially my parents, ambition became my new drug. In grade school, it was about perfect perfect behavior and good grades. In high school, it was about building up a good enough resume to get into a reputable college. Then in college, it was about scholarships, grants, leadership roles, and work experience to impress my future employers. Once I got my degrees and the teaching job, I constantly searched for new ambitions in the workplace. That was a dangerous spot to be in as a teacher because it can overtake your life. For many years, it did until I got married. Eventually, I had to choose my relationship with my husband over my job. Number three, I had to realign my morals and values for the common good of all mankind. I had to stop being prideful. I'd always been a rule follower, a lover of justice, and a highly moral person. Eventually, it all turned into pride. I was out to prove what was good and right. I was quick to talk instead of listening. I was quick to react in judgment rather than empathy. I was a good person, but I had a selfish heart. If my ways, thoughts, and actions were the only things I valued in my mind and heart, was there room for anyone else? The answer is simply no. You can't love others that way. So I had to learn how to listen, pray, and encourage others, even when I didn't fully understand the circumstances. Now, I'm a healthier version of myself, ready and willing to invest in deeper relationships with others, especially in the classroom. 
In the next section, I'll introduce the fundamentals of my classroom management system part and the whys behind choosing a system like this for my kids. Then I'll talk specifically about the partners you work with, yourself, your parents, and your students. After that, the other sections will set you up to implement this approach fluidly throughout the year.